One former Denver Bronco is playing in Super Bowl 56. We talk about Von Miller making it back to the big game. We talk about it from a Broncos perspective. And another topic that we're going to talk about on today's episode of the show is which players benefit or don't benefit from the hire of Broncos new head coach, Nathaniel Hackett. You get that and much more on today's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos. You are locked on Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. What's up, Broncos country? Welcome back into a brand new episode of Lockdown Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast here on the Lockdown NFL Network, your team every day from the South Stands to the end zone. I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke. I'm joined alongside by my co-host, Sarah Bettinger. Both of us, we cover the Denver Broncos for the Lockdown Network and Nine News. Thank you once again, Broncos country, for making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day every single day. You can get this podcast free and available everywhere you get your podcast in audio format. If you want to watch us on video on your TV, your smart phone or your computer you can watch us on youtube lockdown broncos hit that subscribe button turn on notifications so you never miss out on all the action and days worth of coverage that you get on all things never broncos related all year long sarah my friend hey it's great to be joined with you here again afc nfc championship weekend is officially in the books and super bowl 56 is set and one former Denver bronco he's going to be participating here once again broncos fans looking at it with excitement happiness for this player but also some bittersweet reality that he's no longer a Denver bronco I know Von Miller back in the Super Bowl. I mean, it's it's great to see for Von. Uh, and it, it, uh, frankly, Cody, I think everybody's as excited as we all are for Von Miller. I feel like personally, I could I could speak for almost everybody. Are we aren't we all more excited the fact that the Chiefs aren't in this game? Yes. Like my goodness, the Cincinnati <laughs> Bengals in the Super Bowl. I've never said that in my entire life. So that's kind of cool. Uh, I am excited for Von Miller, but man. I feel like I'm even more excited that the Chiefs aren't in it, which just shows I, I got to work on that selfishness in me, Cody. That's just that's just where I'm at right now. So I'm confessing here on the show. Well, I think everybody's excited because this is going to be a Super Bowl, and this is like the first Super Bowl in a long time. There's been no Tom Brady, no Patrick Mahomes, and all of a sudden it's like, hey, everyone can come into this with open rooting interest. Like, we've enjoyed some really good football. You know, major shout-out to Joe Burrow. I think Broncos fans are very excited that Joe Burrow was the man who stood – and obviously Evan McPherson. Got to give him credit, to that really sent the Chiefs home, and they're not making it to the Super Bowl for the third straight year. I mean, fourth straight year would have been the thing there. I just I think this is a huge moment, Sarah, for uh, for just the NFL world, right? Because everyone's like, oh, the Chiefs, they've got this dynasty that's brewing. Well, you got to win three in a row to really have that dynasty there. And, and thankfully, the Bengals have kind of put a little bit of a pin in that, the hopes and dreams of Chiefs kingdom there. But outside of that, you know, really, we're just happy for Von Miller, obviously for a guy that the Broncos traded away. And look, this was a great deal by the Broncos and the Rams mutually getting something out of it. The, the Rams don't care about draft picks. So the Broncos, they obviously traded away Von Miller to get some draft capital, doing the right thing for Von, sending him to a contender. That's one thing we're really excited about. Are, are we jealous of the Rams? I mean, I think that they get Vaughn, they get postseason Von Miller, and maybe he might have a Super Bowl impact, especially going against that Cincinnati Bengals offensive line. We could see Von Miller win another Super Bowl MVP. You know, potentially there is a the chance of that happening. Just really excited for him. Uh, but outside of that, you know, I think one key takeaway I got from this weekend, Sarah, watching that Chiefs-Bengals game, look, the Chiefs were rolling in that first half, and one thing that stood out to me was how efficient they were in the first half, second half. 
Joe Burrow rallies the Bengals back. And obviously the defense plays a hand in that because they got some stops. They sacked Patrick Mahomes four times. They flustered him. But it just it comes to the reality that in my mind, I still truly firmly believe that the Denver Broncos are a quarterback and an offense away from really being able to compete with the Chiefs, being able to compete for the AFC West, and maybe getting back to the postseason. I, I firmly believe that, and yesterday kind of confirmed that in my own mind. I, th- I think there's no question about that. You know, Nathaniel Hackett at his uh, introductory press conference talked about some of the qualities, you know, that he wants in a quarterback or that he looks for in a quarterback. And one of those qualities was toughness. And, and you see that from Joe Burrow, no doubt. I mean, he is he's a tough, tough dude. I mean, to be able to come back from that deficit at halftime in Arrowhead in the AFC championship game, that just goes to show not just physical toughness. I mean, people forget Joe Burrow tore his ACL last season. I mean, he was – I mean, and there were questions like, man, that that's such a devastating injury. Like, will we even see him play in the 2021 season? That's how bad it was. So he's come back from that ACL injury. Obviously, you're, you're making adjustments on the fly all year as, like, everybody's thinking, well, it's going to be the Baltimore Ravens in the AFC North or it's going to be the Cleveland Browns who made it to the playoffs last year, right? Or it's going to be the Pittsburgh Steelers like Ben Roethlisberger, Swan Song. The Bengals were counted out, you know, like they're the actual team being counted out. Sorry, Kansas City fans. So uh, I think that obviously (laughs) Joe Burrow has shown a ton of toughness and you love to see this kind of turnaround because it kind of gives hope for Denver Broncos fans. Like, like you said, Cody, we are a quarterback away. Like the Bengals, maybe they weren't just a quarterback away, but you see how impactful it is to have a guy who can be the tide. Like I said, many times the tide that raises all boats. Oh, no, spot on there as well. And now, look, obviously, with the Super Bowl being set, the two opponents there, the Broncos' guaranteed draft position is upcoming. Sarah, I mean, where or could the Broncos be picking in rounds two or three? Yeah, obviously, now with those Rams selections, uh, they're going to be the last one of the last two picks of each of those rounds, right? So we've got pick number 63 or 64 in round two, in addition to the two higher picks that we have in the first and second round. And then now you've got 95 or 96 there at the bottom of round three. And as we saw last year, the Broncos can do some damage with those kind of picks. Quinn Miners and Baron Browning both came after that point, I believe, or close to that point. And, and obviously at the end of the second round, you're going to get a guy that like, as you're, as the draft is going along, there's always going to be a, a number of players that everybody's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this guy's still on the board. Now yeah. the Broncos have a pick right there in that range where like you can split that difference of, and we've got to wait until the third round, like our third round pick to get this guy. Now you've got a selection there in round two, assuming, of course, the Broncos keep all those draft picks, which, as we've talked about, that remains to be seen. Yeah, no, in Broncos country, it's a great question. Will the Broncos have their draft picks in line when those picks do come to fruition? Obviously, a lot of time between now and the NFL draft, we still have to get to free agency, which is just coming up. I mean, Sarah, even though that football is close to ending, it's really just beginning because all the stuff that happens in the offseason, the chaos that really sets the foundation for what's going to happen in the upcoming season, it is approaching, and we're going to have you covered here on the Lockdown Broncos podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, coming up here in just a moment, both Sarah Benger and myself, we're going to go back and forth. We're going to talk about which players benefit or don't benefit from the hire of Nathaniel Hackett as the head coach. You get that coming up here in just a moment. But before we do that, let me tell you about BetOnline.ag, the sponsor of today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. And there might be less football being played, but BetOnline has way more stuff to bet on this playoff season from scored totals, 
player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land. BetOnline is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022. And with the new year comes a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to get started. And it's not just football. BetOnline's basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC odds coverage is the best in the business from sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all the favorite sports and play your favorite games. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, sir, as we jump into the second half action on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos here on the Lockdown NFL Network. Once again, Broncos country, thank you so much for making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day. We're kicking off 2022 with a bang, ladies and gentlemen. A lot of cool things headed your way in terms of Broncos country, a lot of optimistic moves that could potentially happen. But in the meantime, we got to focus on the present and the now. Nathaniel Hackett now takes over as the team's 18th head coach in club history. Now the question remains, which players that are currently on the roster for the Denver Broncos, which players, in our opinion, sir, benefit the most from the hire of Nathaniel Hackett? Now, I think first off here, I'm going to start off with Drew Locke. And look, there's already, I've, I've ever since the hiring happened, I've had people on YouTube as well say, oh, this means Drew Locke is done. This is not the truth. Right now, the Broncos plan, ladies and gentlemen, I've been on record of saying this, George Payton still believes that Drew Locke can develop. Now, is he going to be the starting quarterback in 2022? More than likely, that's not the case. There's a chance he could be. It's all contingent upon what the Broncos do in free agency, if they're able to land a quarterback. But Drew Locke is still very much in the plans for the Denver Broncos. And look, kind of similar to what we've seen with Daniel Jones and New York Giants, they're going through and they're embracing Brian Dable is the guy to help rebuild Daniel Jones a little bit and, and provide stability. And we've talked about that, right? So maybe Drew may not be the starting quarterback, but he could still be a quarterback in the Broncos in a backup role. And right now, further development for Drew is necessary. What we saw from Drew at the end of the season, Sarah, I feel like it's something he can build off of. And I think it's a great sign here for Nathaniel Hackett and for George Payne to say, hey, look, he did some really nice things for us down the stretch. Unfortunately, we didn't win games. But it wasn't because of him. We didn't lose games because of him. He, he gave the Broncos a really good chance to win some of those games, especially against Kansas City. Unfortunately, you know, that fumble that we had there with Melvin Ingram knocking the ball out of Melvin Gordon's hands due to a missed block. That was a difference maker in that game. But I think that one player that does benefit from this is Drew Locke. In fact, considering Hackett's background with working with quarterbacks, you know, everyone's going to say, oh, well, he doesn't really develop quarterbacks. It doesn't matter about that. Like, the, I think the whole optics here, they're looking at guys like EJ Manuel. They're looking at guys like Blake Bortles, and they're making these assumptions that, well, they're not in the NFL. They're not great quarterbacks. It has nothing to do with the current present moment. Drew Locke is still has a is under contract with the Broncos. The Broncos, George Payton, they've received calls on him going back to last offseason. They had no plans of trading him. That is still the case. They don't plan on trading him. They don't plan on offsetting him unless they get something great value in return. So I think one player that does benefit here, Sarah, not saying he's a starter Broncos country, so I know don't get mad at me saying this. He, he, he's planned to be a backup here for the Broncos in 2022 at the worst case scenario. And how could you not think that, you know, this hire really does benefit Drew Locke? I mean, we can look back at these last few seasons and think, well, you know, everything that has gone wrong is on Drew Locke. And, and you know, he's just not developed. He's not taken it seriously enough. You see a lot of the, that stuff on Twitter. The longer you spend on Twitter, by the way, the more more kind of that stuff you're going to see. But I, yeah. I completely agree. I, I do feel like this really benefits Drew and I think just it, not even just in terms of like having a coach that will develop the quarterbacks, but really putting everybody on that offense in a position to succeed. That kind of collaboration that we talked about on, on a recent episode, Cody, with the coaching staff and the players, I feel just like really benefits the quarterback first and foremost, because you get everyone on the same page and you get everyone invested 
in that guy and in his development, we've seen great things happen. Obviously, with Hackett, we saw Bortles, Blake Bortles have success, right? And he's not the only he's not the only one that ever had success. Did you under, say that in all caps? though? did you say Blake Bortles in all caps there? Yeah, you better be careful about that, Cody. I, I guess we've discovered that. You better be careful. Hey, about a lot of love for our man, Zach Stevens. Look, ladies and gentlemen, real quick. Zach Stevens, one of the nicest Broncos beat reporters out there. Anybody coming down on him or, or talking trash to him, not very tasteful. Zach is a good dude. Obviously, a great friend of the show. We love you, Zach Stevens. Absolutely. Absolutely. And he always puts out great info. Zach's always on top of stuff. So, uh, but yes, I, I think definitely, definitely Drew Locke is somebody that benefits. And I think also we got to look at Melvin Gordon, Cody. I'm cycling through all these images from the, the <laughs> press conference and the first day on the job for Nathaniel Hackett getting introduced to everybody. And I stumble upon this picture of him chatting it up with Melvin Gordon in the hallway at the Broncos facility. And I'm thinking to myself, First and foremost, I'm like, why is Melvin Gordon at the facility right now? I mean, he's a free agent coming up, and I don't think he finished the season injured. So I'm like trying to figure out why is he at the facility. I, I like to come up with these conspiracies in my mind. But we all know Melvin has been very vocal about wanting to be back with the Denver Broncos, and we'll see what happens, right? I mean, I mean, it doesn't hurt to get some face time with the new head coach. As much as he said he wants to lean on the run to protect the quarterback is what he kind of said. Melvin Gordon coming back to the Denver Broncos this year makes a lot of sense. I know a lot of people don't like that idea, uh, but I, I do think it makes a lot of sense, and I hope we get to see it. Well, you know, and there's a there's a rebuttal here that I want to make, too, because I think the common thing that we see from fans, well, Melvin fumbles too much. Here's the deal. In 2021, Melvin had three fumbles, ladies and gentlemen. That ranked 51st out of 68 total players who registered a fumble last season, and the difference between 51 to 68 was literally one fumble. That's it. I mean, Antonio Gibson had six fumbles, and I've seen some Broncos fans say, hey, let's go out and get Antonio Gibson on Twitter. Like, Here's the deal, ladies and gentlemen. Melvin Gordon, I think, for him, where he's at, I think can really thrive in a system that benefits him. And I think that in a system that's going to be kind of similar to the Green Bay Packers offense, in a sense, I think that benefits Melvin Gordon tremendously. And it also benefits a guy like Javante Williams. And Sarah, you want to reference a tweet? AFC Championship Week and Sunday, he said, hey, I really hope the Broncos bring me back because me and 33, which is Javante Williams, we're going to run through people in 2022. That's the thing. I, I think Melvin Gordon absolutely deserves a spot back here for the Denver Broncos. Because I've been a big supporter of his so far this season. I felt like he really went out there and he earned it. And look, I think that's what you got to do. You know, go to the team facility when the new head coach is being introduced. Lobby for a job. I mean, that's the one thing you can do is put yourself out there, market for it. I, I think that it's going to pay off. I think the Broncos will bring him back. And I know everyone's going to say, well, we don't want to pay him this much. Guess what, Broncos country? Denver's going to have a lot of salary cap flexibility. And guess what? It is not our money. So if the Broncos bring him back and it's going to add value to the offense, we're all for it because the offense needs to be better. Melvin helps makes the offense better alongside Javante Williams. So I'm going to leave you with that. But Sarah, are there any other players on the offensive side of the ball in particular who may benefit from the hire of Nathaniel Hackett? Well, I think really, Cody, to me, everybody at the wide receiver position is going to be a benefactor, especially when we talk about the quarterback being the number one player to benefit from his presence, you know, in the in the building. And so I think the wide receivers specifically, we have on our show notes, Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, the deep balls that were, that were mentioned by Nathaniel Hackett at the press conference, you know, getting the flashback to Elway and, and McCaffrey and Rod Smith and all that <laughs> stuff. And of course, it's going to be great to have that kind of offense back. But man, just even watching these championship games, it's going to be so nice to, to have an offense that is catered towards the wide receiver. I mean, it, it's so bizarre that we're even talking about this because I remember laughing at the Kansas City Chiefs that one year they didn't have a, a single touchdown for a wide receiver all year yeah. long. And of course, so things weren't that bad for the Broncos in 2021. But man, 
they're pretty darn close. And so I think Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick, they stand to really benefit as those two outside guys. Also, I think we'll get into this later in the offseason too, but Jerry Judy, KJ Handler, count, can't count them out in terms of people that, uh, that really get an upgrade from Nathaniel Hackett and his staff coming in. I think you could see maybe a guy like Hamler become kind of the Broncos version of a Debo Samuel type of weapon in the offense. I know they're different sizes, but man, you could utilize them in a lot of similar ways. It goes back to what George Payton did during the season. I mean, extending Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick, taking care of those guys, I mean, signifies that probably he and Nathaniel Hackett on the same page. We got to get our playmakers, these guys, the ball downfield. And I think that George Payton understands that. And that's going to bring us into our next point coming up here in just a moment. Broncos country, as you look at which players maybe don't benefit from the hire of Nathaniel Hackett as the Broncos' next head coach. You get to that coming up here in just a moment. But before we do that, let me tell you about rockauto.com, the other sponsor of today's episode, Lockdown Broncos, with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. And why should you have to endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders parts on their computer, choosing the only brand that their warehouse happens to carry when you have computers at home and in your pocket with access to rockauto.com. You get to save time and money when you choose Rock Auto. Why spend up to 30%, 50%, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership when you can go to Rock Auto? A family-owned business has been serving auto parts customers online for over over 20 years, they have reliable service and everything that you need. The price is always reliably low, whether you're a professional or a do-it-yourselfer. And ladies and gentlemen, go explore their easy-to-use website today and see all the parts available for your car today. So go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box, so that they know that we sent you? Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. All right, sir, as we jump into the fourth quarter action on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. Once again, Broncos country, thank you so much for making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day. Every single day, we appreciate your interaction in the YouTube comment section, on Twitter, on social media, at Cody Rourke NFL, at Sarah Bettinger, at Lockdown Broncos. It means the world to both Sarah and I to be able to interact with all of you around Broncos country. So thank you so much for making Lockdown Broncos one of the best Broncos podcasts that is out there today. Daily coverage all year long because for the true fan, there is never an offseason. All right, sir, continuing on our conversation on today's episode of the show kind of talking about which players benefit from the Hackett hire now we're going to get to the side where which players potentially don't benefit from Nathaniel Hackett being hired as the next head coach and I think you make a great point here you got to take a look right now at the Broncos impending free agents we look at guys like Deontay Spencer maybe even guys like Alexander Johnson Josie Jewell a new head coach right and even Teddy Bridgewater right when you look at some of these impending free agents here that the team are going to have unrestricted restricted ERFA guys it's very interesting to make the assumption like hey who could a guy like Nathaniel Hackett roll with? And I think that when you look at it, probably unfavorable is Teddy Bridgewater. I think so. I, I really do. I mean, obviously these are, these guys are all people, so we gotta, you know, yeah. we gotta take that in consideration. Everybody who's listening and everybody who does, you know, participate in the comments and things like that. Like, thank you so much for doing that. And I think that one thing that you and I, Cody, like to do is just make sure that everybody has right perspective in this because we are talking about people and their futures and their jobs and stuff like that. And it's just like throwing this stuff around. But Teddy Bridgewater, to me, I mean, his ties, obviously, most strongest were to George Payton and Ted, and uh, Pat Shermer, of course. And so right now with Pat Shermer out of there and Vic Fangio even, I think, was maybe the biggest advocate of Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. With those guys out of there and, and Nathaniel Hackett coming in, a lot of times, what do we see in the NFL? When you when you change general managers, a lot of times we see a change at head coach, we see a change at quarterback. I don't think yet we've seen who George Payton and his head coach want at the quarterback position. So whether that's Drew Locke, a draft pick, 
uh, of another veteran that we will spend plenty of time talking about. I just don't think Teddy Bridgewater fits into those plans. I don't think, you know, I don't think the Broncos are going to want to meet what he's apparently asking for in terms of a price tag, which based on his statistics, he may get. Um, I don't think the Broncos want to pay that much money for him based on kind of the way that we all saw how things unfolded last year. And we know other teams are maybe willing to pay for guys based on their statistical production. Um, but I think the Broncos, knowing the context of all that, I don't think Teddy Bridgewater necessarily benefits. On the offensive side of the ball, I, I think he's really one of the only guys. You could really make arguments for a lot of the other players to say, okay, we get a new scheme in here. This guy you know, benefits. This guy benefits. Offensive line, tight end, wide receiver, running back, quarterback even. But Teddy Bridgewater, I think, doesn't necessarily. I think defensive side of the ball, where there could be quite a bit of turnover and change, uh, you know, coaching and player wise, I think that's kind of where you may see some guys not benefit so much. Well, and kind of to your point too, going back to the whole Teddy Bridgewater, Vic Fangio, Pat Shermer thing, George Payton, now, while he had ties to Teddy Bridgewater, George Payton asked Vic Fangio and Pat Shermer, what do you need to be successful? And they said, we need a veteran quarterback that can push Drew Locke in competition. So there was this whole idea that there was going to be a competition amongst the coaching staff to the media when the reality was it was Teddy all along. And, and the Broncos, Vic Fangio and Pat Shermer were going to die on that hill of going with Teddy. And it was going to be, it was either going to pay off and the Broncos are going to win games and be successful because of it. Or it was obviously, as we saw down the stretch of the season, it wasn't sustainable. Uh, and I think that was the issue that we saw there. So I don't think that Teddy will be back. Maybe Deontay Spencer is also another guy I could see in the offensive side of the ball that may not be back here this upcoming season, but kind of going to your point here on the defensive side of the ball, I think we got to take a look at some Fangio guys, right? Guys that Vic Fangio brought in through free agency, guys like the Kyle Fuller's, and even interestingly enough, Bryce Callahan. But, you know, with Christian Parker more than likely staying on staff, I could really see Bryce Callahan staying on if the Broncos want to extend him. But right now, everything's so far up in the air. A lot of this can be contingent upon Hackett, and Hackett has seen Bryce Callahan over time. So uh, I think when Callahan is healthy, he's really good. The Broncos benefit from him being in the nickel. The question is, if you do part ways with him, who's going to be the nickel guy for you in 2022? So interesting question. Yeah, that definitely complicates things a little bit. And you know what? The, I think Bryce Callahan may be at a point in his career where he doesn't necessarily need to follow Vic Fangio around to have success. And Kyle Fuller kind of experienced that as well. So we'll see We'll see what happens with those guys. I wonder, too, about Kareem Jackson, Cody. I wonder if, he, yeah. if he's willing to stick around. I mean, we know that Kareem has really developed a lot of relationships with the players in Denver, more so than he was like, married to Vic Fangio and his scheme, but we know how yeah. high regard, I mean, Vic Fangio holds him in such high regard. <laughs> One of his so, favorite players ever, he said. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so I don't know. We'll see what happens there, but I don't, I don't know necessarily on the defensive side of the ball, you know, how do you, how do you equate Nathaniel Hackett's presence to these guys really benefiting? I think it, it'll all depend on kind of who they bring in as a defensive coordinator and like how many of that the players that defensive coordinator will have to bring along with him in order to really effectively run his scheme, or if he thinks these veterans can just pick it up like that. Well, I think the scheme, for the most part, the personnel, I think it'll stay 3-4 here. And it also maybe benefits and increases the chance, like if it's a zero Everell coming over as a DC, which that is the top target for the Broncos. Obviously, he's going to be coaching in the Super Bowl, but he is the plan favorite right now to come over and be the defensive coordinator after the Super Bowl here for the Denver Broncos. I think it also increases the optics of a guy like Kenny Young staying, right? Obviously, some familiarity there in Los Angeles now. Obviously, you know, Everell was the passing game coordinator, secondary coach. Maybe it does help. And look, Kenny Young, if the Rams win, he also gets a ring as 
well if they do do that. So, you know, even though he got he was frustrated about getting traded away from a Super Bowl contender to a team in Denver that simply isn't there yet, you know, he still may come away with it with a championship ring. You know, it's kind of weird to kind of think about, like, I played half the season for them, didn't get to play the second half of the season for them, and I still get a championship ring. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know if I yeah. feel like I earned it or not. But I'm not in that position, right? And I, I think that's definitely always a weird way to look at it. But I think that we'll get some more clarity in the Broncos' defensive moves, personnel. You mentioned Kareem Jackson, just a fantastic leader inside that locker room. I mean, everybody is close with K-Jack. They love K-Jack, and they would like him back. And I think it also poses the question from George Payton's side. You go out and you invested in Caden Stearns and Jamar Johnson. Do you maybe accelerate that process by moving Caden Stearns to that role there where Kareem was and then maybe – going in now and then, you know, parting ways with Kareem and allowing him to go elsewhere. I, I don't know. But if Kareem Jackson does part ways, I could see him ending up in the Houston Texans or the Dallas Cowboys potentially. Obviously, back home in Texas for him, I think we could see those things play out. But I would love to see K-Jack back. And, and look, I think that as we saw throughout the season, Sarah, you need depth. And it doesn't matter if, like, if you have Justin and K-Jack that are starting, you have, you know, Caden Stearns and those guys behind him. You need three to four guys behind that, behind your starters initially there in order to sustain a long season. And the NFL is looking at potentially extending the season by another regular season game, which I think would be absolutely the worst idea possible. While we love football, we don't love it that much, and players don't love it that much to where it's going to put more wear and tear on their bodies for the overall impact. But Sarah, obviously looking forward to uh, the conversation all week long here. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have a mailbag that's open throughout this week here, Lockdown Broncos. Go find my tweet on Twitter at Cody Work NFL. It's got Sarah Bettinger tagged at Sarah Bettinger at Lockdown Broncos. Reply to that with your mailbag question, and we'll add it as a topic on the show. We'll discuss it in depth and break things down here for you, the avid listeners all across Broncos country. But that'll do it for today's episode. Lockdown Broncos free and available everywhere you get your podcasts. Also here on YouTube, where you can watch us. Hit that subscribe button, turn on notifications so you never miss out on all the action, all things Denver Broncos every single day, all year long. That's what we do. For the true fan, there is no offseason. We love talking with the Broncos country, but thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the show. Both Sarah Bettinger and myself, we're going to be back tomorrow for a brand new episode of Lockdown Broncos.